hello, hello. Welcome back to Black Arcot Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another bomb-ass episode of House of the Dragon, Season 1, Episode 3, Second of His Name, written by Gabe Fonseca and Ryan Condal, directed once again by Greg Yatanis. I gave this episode a 9.8 out of 10. We had two distinct storylines going on but i love the fact that we got to immerse ourselves deeply into the politics that was going on and seeing the emotional weight of the players and how it is affecting them i really like that attention to to characterization because it can be so easy with this type of show to be about the spectacle of it all and they are going back to the roots of what we truly loved about the first uh, five to six seasons. I'm not throwing season seven in there because Hodor is always going to be high up there. And then John and the Battle of the Bastards. I'm not taking that shit away, okay? I liked season seven. <laughs> but even with his frustrations of Game of Thrones, that's what pulled us in was the polarizing characters that we got so seeing a return to form really has me excited and then when you throw the spectacle on top of that that's like a cherry it's a cherry on top and i love the cherries on top of sundays i don't even like the whipped cream like fuck that i don't like that it's disgusting they gave me the cherry and the milkshake and i'm happy Wherever you're listening to this podcast, Stitcher, iTunes, I think it's Apple Podcasts, but I can't get out of the word iTunes because I've been saying it for like two years now. So yeah, that thing in which I am referencing Amazon, wherever you get good podcasts, do me a favor, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share and subscribe. And if you want to send feedback for house of the dragon or any other show that i do blackercouch at gmail.com i wanted to have this out yesterday but as they say around my neck of the woods your girl was man down i had a migraine headache and it was like splitting from every side and then of course there's the ptsd (laughs) if you listen to my uh jones chronicles this week of my road trauma that i have to deal with so was it was it a great day i spent uh the latter part of the afternoon in bed you know you get that good good sleep though when you wake up and there's like a little bit of slobber just on the on the pillow <laughs> that's that good good sleep you would think my headache would go away but alas i woke at 7 30 and i still had a headache i went on social media because I guess like everyone else i'm addicted to that thing not as bad as other people but i did it was four hours you know gotta check in see see what's going on (laughs) but i i was in my dark room with the with the bright all the way down on my phone so i could barely see so if i did put some tweets out there i hope i didn't have more spelling errors than i usually do but that is not what we are here to talk about let's talk about this episode where do we i think we're gonna go to and as much as i would love to start with the with the damon stuff 
because this week he's officially officially on the panties radar oh hello i know i know last week you said he wasn't attractive like that okay i said what i said i meant what i said when i said it but uh this week demon was doing some things you know he's showing me parts of himself that i didn't see before and thus panties alert all right let's go to king's landing first because that's where we get the meat of this episode the meat being it's three years later and queen alisane has given birth to a son and probably has another one on the way his name is Aegon he's absolutely adorable and everyone is so ready to bend the knee to him it's not even funny they're like there's a penis in line for the throne yes we will step up to that penis please because the idea as Rhaenyra tried to tell her was it Rhaenyris I cannot with these names I told y'all last episode I'll be wanting to slap George R.R. Martin for his (laughs) continuation of a horrible European tradition but alas uh one of the r's was saying to the other r uh princess let's just call her princess princess r that they would rather burn this motherfucker to the ground before they're gonna give you the the throne you're crazy if you think that that was was an option before there was another option and now that there's another option why do you think they were saying for him to get married there's a purpose for that he's a man a king's duty is to sire heirs is to knock up his woman whoever that woman happens to be and in this case it's uh it's it's Renera's former best friend and she is not taking the news very happily what kind of bullshit is this i feel worse for queen alisane for several reasons and we will get to them when we start doing more of an analysis because for the most part she gave a lot of looks in this episode she seems to be someone who wants to have everyone's best interests at heart and i think that she truly did have a friendship a true friendship with Renera. And I bet she would have been very content being her lady's maid the rest of her life. But unfortunately, she is also a dutiful daughter. And the duty of a dutiful daughter is to further her father's aims, whatever those aims may be. And she's still she's still that girl following daddy's lead. I'm curious if and when because i feel like there's definitely because i think that she can only be pushed so far and something is gonna push her over the edge here and i'm wondering what that is that's gonna change her from being more uh more diplomatic Uh, are less diplomatic and more self-preservationist but for right now she's content being the mother 
of her son Aegon. It's his second birthday. Everyone's happy to see him. He's got a doting father. The doting father is worried about where his daughter is, who happens to be missing from the festivities. He was asking everybody, Where are you? And I'm so sorry. He also gets a report from, was it one of the Lannisters? But he tells him about the Stepstones. We hear it's been three years. What I kind of thought would be an easy fight turns out to be a bit of a battle since the crab feeder has managed to hold off Damon and his dragons with the sea snake and are now requesting aid with as a letter from Vemond, 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 that's his name, Vemond, the brother of uh of lord corliss begging the king's help the king does not want to talk business on this day of his child's birthday and then the hand can't help himself otto by chiming in well you know they went out and started this illegal war so i don't think they should have any help for the mess in which they created shut the fuck up you're a fucking cunt shut the fuck up you're a stupid cunt suck my dick it feels the kingdom is a little divided here about this issue that is going on in the stepstones because it feels while rather it was something that the sea snake and daemon went out to do on their own he's still the king's brother and there's a a sort of national pride behind the idea that they would lose against this triarchy and thus they would rather uh, viserys break the stalemate between the brothers and send aid because that's what it's really about right then then have the stepstones actually fall to the crab feeder even though this was supposedly not an issue before and now it is an issue just one they went to go deal with and now if they the crown shows up it'll feel like the crown dealt with it it's gonna be a problem for damon because he don't want to hear none of that i'm about to end this man's whole career there's a nice little aside between Otto and his brother now in episode one we saw him sending off a message to to where he uh he lives old town and now I'm guessing that that message was to his brother who looks like he pulls the strings in the family and I must say I was just happy to see him bitched around by someone else (laughs) of authority because he makes it clear yes we uh what is his name Hobart Hightower so he's the second son as well this is interesting because now it puts both Damon and Otto in rather identical places and the place in where where Damon feels rightfully he should be is the place that another second son is sitting which furthers that animosity between the two characters uh 
but yeah i like the older brother being like yeah so he's gonna announce today that it is Aegon that's gonna be the heir to the throne well i don't know about that well you better know about that because that's what you are meant to do and you better get it done do your job do your fucking job renera or renaris one day one day i think it is renera the other one's renaris renera is outside reading she is torturing that poor meister looter i don't know what they're officially called but she got him playing the same song over and over it's a subtle cruelty because no one wants to hear the same thing on repeat and god knows how many hours she's had him out there doing that it's just a subtle cruelty in the sense that it's one of those you know no one thought about the servants <laughs> how they treat them uh, how they're able to treat them as if they're not people but they are and i'm sure he was real tired of that song alisane goes to retrieve renera you see the strained relationship between the women she doesn't even look at her as she dresses her she knows that the maester stopped and uh stop playing to say your grace to alisane instead of to to renera and renera is resentful about that change in their status as well because she was the princess and alisane was the companion now here alisane has more authority so much so that if she tells her looter to stay alisane can override her she can also compel her by command to join the king and she says if that's an order then i will do as i'm told but i'm not doing it because i want to i've made my feelings clear about the matter of you and my father fucking okay it's not cool you were my best friend and you've been greasing this shit since my mama died so uh <laughs> I'm gonna need all of the minutes like we are natural enemies right now whether we believe it to be so or not in the carriage on the way to the hunt Viserys is trying to put a, a happy face on the situation despite how awkward it was I'm still not with you dude I'm still not with you create the worst I mean he is so sloppy a ruler it's not even funny he's emotionally compromised within his own duties and it is causing him to make poor decision after poor decision i am going to be transparently honest here i know he loves his daughter but you need to do what's best for the realm and you know you know from how everyone is reacting what it and what it was that came before you were there the realm had a choice and they chose the male not the daughter of is it the daughter of vicarious pretty sure she was but the point of it is they had a choice for a queen and they chose a king instead you think that just because you had them bend to the knee that they would choose not to 
to still consider Aegon the more legitimate heir to the throne. He is in effect causing the civil war to play out because he refuses to make the choice, the hard choice, whatever that hard choice or I think he's making the wrong choice with Renera because he's basing it completely on emotion and not on political uh strategy. Now, in the next few episodes, if he changes that and he actually starts to prepare her politically for that role, then I'd be more compelled to think it's not fully emotional because he is not really until the end of the episode given her the tools to set her up for the success of what you know is going to be a battle for your choice to be honored after you are dead and by Rhaenyra's telling her that your father is no fool and us the audience well two says two things one he is deep down fully aware uh not emotionally practically of what he should do and that secondly on the flip side of that he is rather foolish because he doesn't follow his practicality it's the same thing with with lena last episode he should have married lena but instead he went emotionally to uh the woman who he's more comfortable with and that was alisane and probably started feeling an, uh, an attraction to i almost rather like that though and patty constantine is that his name did i get him right yeah constantine he does a really good job with that it fits this type of king that he is uh he's rather jolly he loves his family we're always seeing kings in the manner of these pompous uh, overly macho type of conniving the most conniving in the room and you don't get that with Viserys you get someone who is in his heart of hearts rather a good person yes he makes you know some questionable decisions <laughs> and he's a little cowardly but he seems to be a caring father you know he's sitting there admiring his son look at his nose it's like mine and everyone's pretty much saying everything looks just like him apparently you're not allowed to look like the queen at all but <laughs> that as it may he's a man that's appalled at the idea of his infant son being being handfasted to his 17 year old daughter more so than uh others may think if they were going straight political right like that could uh kill two birds with one stone but he's like are you kidding me these are my children i would never he kind of reminds me of king george the uh was it king george the second the one that went mad unfortunately he seemed to be a very uh emotionally happy monarch and that is what Viserys wants. He wants his child to be happy, which is rather unheard of, especially when you see how the juxtaposition of how Otto treats his daughter, where he supposedly wants her happiness, but he doesn't really care about her, her state of mind. She's a pawn 
and she and he expects her to to be the pawn that she is having no value of her as a person so as they are in the wagon or in the carriage he brings up the fact that she will have her own children soon and she says she would rather not i like that she whispered under her breath and then she said it right to his face okay lamborghini mercy i have two minds about renera this episode on one hand she's acting like the bratty teenager that she is she's rather spoiled (laughs) um and she doesn't appreciate the fact that she feels in her mind that she's being promptly replaced and not just as heir to the throne but also as a daughter in Viserys eyes um he now has Alisane they seem to have a a close relationship took her best friend away the person she was closest to so of course she's gonna have a complex emotional turmoil going on every time she's forced into the situation that there is no escaping on the other hand alisane is the exact same age as you has had to move from one position that in which she was not prepared to be which is the queen but she does it in stride in grace she tries to now that was the one line where i was like oh too soon um but she tries to assure her you know she knows that it's a difficult situation but she's raising two children there are a lot of women in her position that would be doing more at her age other than throwing tantrums and running off so i'm of both minds of it because if you truly want what you say you want then you need to work hard for it and by ostracizing everyone particularly the one person that is best in your corner you're not utilizing any emotional intelligence but and i want to give her the benefit of age but within the construct of the time the benefit of age doesn't really apply because of how much more you would have grown up up until that point i mean we see her killing a a uh, a boar this episode with a viciousness that says there is also a lot of rage with her rage that eventually uh is likely stemming from so very much and uh when they're in the carriage and Alisane makes that comment about how being pregnant wasn't so bad uh i must say it was a ill a ill-conceived comment to make because her her mother died in childbirth so to say that oh it wasn't i understood her good intentions but that certainly wasn't words that she heard with those good intentions particularly from your mouth six months after mom's died and you have supplanted her place so 
the situation in itself is is something that i think is it's more than just a rift it's uh, a hot stone in her heart that will never be forgiven they make their way to the hunting grounds everyone is excited to see the young lad king she doesn't even get out of the carriage because no one is there for her no one wants to see her and she's absolutely right in that respect and that's the part where king viserys is being a little blind to what is actually unfolding between his eyes you have people telling him hey we saw a what did they call him a white stag or something white heart and they think that this is some omen Otto's very clear on it's an omen of uh, good fortune particularly on Aegon's birthday everyone is expecting an announcement the women are discussing it as well as Renera makes her way around we saw who was that um mm, that had the club foot i don't remember his name but he came and sat with the women i hope we get to learn more about him as he says i'm not much for the hunt alisane tries to help her friend in this awkward social situation because this is something she was trained to do as well she coached her through all of this and one of the women makes some comments about the fact that the king has not sent men and she says what is uh your uncle like he started all this mess and she says i haven't talked to my uncle in years so i wouldn't know uh, about anything and we're not at war and then she made some comments she was like and what have you done to help the realm lately besides eat cake nigga, 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 nigga. I'm 200% she is approached by jason lannister of casterly rock he lays it on pretty thick he gives her some wine i will say when he's like it's the best wine she's like oh i'm sure and then she took a sip and she's like damn shit is good <laughs> he uh, tells her look i will do anything for my lady queen or wife his pride really do got pride his twin brother works for the king he's the one who's like can you please send somebody to the step stones <laughs> it's like get out of my face i don't want to talk politics but that is what you do sir <laughs> as king this is the game but i feel i still feel like viserys wants to do his duty but he never really wanted to be king like he was happy to be king but if it went to his sister or his uh cousin as he says he probably would have had no problems you kind of feel a little sorry for him in some instances because you could see the the turmoil that he is in at every turn someone is trying to ingratiate or manipulate uh him particularly the people that are supposed to care the most they're truly using him for their own personal gains and he knows it he's not an idiot not even a little bit 
Renera, figuring that her father has set this match up, goes to him and yells at him in the middle of the court. The two very much are hotheads, but it's a it's a father's daughter relationship. And she's like, uh, I'm not going to marry him. I don't want to marry. He's like, you're not above duty. No one is. Otto comes and says, so I think we be spotted that that heart. Alisane is genuinely concerned about her husband, genuinely concerned about Renera, genuinely unhappy about the situation that they all find themselves in, but also fully aware of what is happening regarding her son as she states later what what mother would not want their child to be king uh but man you you feel for her as she's watching it all play out i think she's far more emotionally intelligent than all of them even if she hasn't found her actual voice yet once she does i think she'll be a a um someone to be reckoned with renea runs off on her horse sir Kristen cole follows her is able to rein her in as she very recklessly is about to run into a lake at breakneck speed this reminds me of a kid running away in their car recklessly driving down the street i am ashamed to say i've been there so this this felt felt a little uh i am not proud of it but when your your emotional stability is taken away and you don't have a place in the world despite as she mentions you know everyone would love to have my spot but you don't know what it's like to be in a glass cage uh which is fair always say that you always want to be rich (laughs) but it doesn't seem as if people born into that are ever really truly happy a lot of them don't find that happiness because of what they're born into and i think that's that's the huge difference uh they get to talking about the fact that she knows that she is insignificant she wonders if anyone will ever accept her as queen he says he would have no choice but he also points out that he was a nobody before he he was chosen by her like she had the power to change his entire life no one in my family would have ever gotten to that honor so to say that you're powerless is untrue you have power they then uh he tries to convince her to go back half-heartedly around a campfire later on that night they are attacked by a boar he's able to stab it but she she goes ham lets out a lot of those pent up frustrations that she has particularly probably regarding Alisane back at camp uh 
Jason Lannister presents uh, a spear to the king. Thinks he can use it to kill the kill the White Heart tomorrow. In the hunt, he says, "Look, I will make a great husband for your daughter." He's uh, been sipping on that scissor, and as he has been sipping on that scissor, he is drunk. And I like. I like drunk Viserys. Because <laughs> at this point, he's like, uh, now that my daughter doesn't like you, I sure as shit don't. <laughs> it's like, I can see right through you. It's like, oh, our strength. He's like, uh, what do I need of strength? Well, if someone would have dragons, you would take them, wouldn't you? Do you have dragons? No, I didn't think so. Shut up. Then Otto sits next to him and he thinks that this is a friend that he can talk to. Hey friend, my daughter hates me right now. She doesn't want to marry. He's like, you can compel her to marry. You don't have to get her permission. I don't want to force it. Why do y'all just think that I should just command people? Don't you understand who I am by now? Don't you get that I like to catch more flies with honey than vinegar? Then Otto is like, well, I got a suggestion. How about you marry her to your son? What the hell did you just say? He tells him, I'm really sick and tired of all this fucking politicaling that's going on around here. Then, blessed be thy heart, Lord Strong comes forth. And, uh, what did he oh he's the smartest one too i like him a lot he needs to be the hand of the king because he actually gives a damn about the kingdom but he also gives good advice as a person and that's what the hand should be the hand is right now clearly using all of his power and influence to to persuade his own favor to gain his own favors from the king and not offer the same in return not only for the the betterment of the kingdom he he's compromised there because the betterment of the kingdom is not what he cares about he cares about the betterment of his own line so that makes him unsuitable for that role lord strong comes at him like uh i can't like what kind of king am i i can't even control a 17 year old girl and he brings real facts to him Viserys ruled over this kingdom in peace for like decades considered a great king and his children especially his daughters was out there wilding and by me wilding one literally became a hoe just not a ho ho like a prostitute hoe let people run in trains through her type of hoe and he let her do her thing not from the top make it drop that's some wet ass pussy not get a bucket in a mop that's some wet ass pussy i'm talking wop 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 that's some wet ass i don't even care that that's a spoiler you needed to know these things and put that context out there <laughs> to understand the scene better and how good he was to remind him of that the other one was wildin' too uh and he says this is the way between fathers and daughters it's okay you're not any less of a man just because you have a strong-willed daughter and you're battling with her even great kings have went through this 
then he says about the stepstones he says yeah they do need help there you should probably send some troops then he brings up uh, about the fact that he wants his daughter happy and he says if i may make a recommendation and he goes let me guess you want to offer your son up and this this is how it's going to get our houses together and he knows that's how he's been used by otto and he says you honor me your your majesty but no my i i stand by what i said three fucking years ago <laughs> that you need to repair the rift between the second highest house in the in the land house valerian you need to fucking do what you should have done the first time around now do it with your daughter have her marry lanar valerian he's out fighting a war right now but it would essentially put all this shit to rest if you really want her to be in the position as your heir then you need to have alliances and that's one of the ones that can out fuck otto and his shit so get on that and i was like that's my dog that's my dog junkily comes down the steps and he just pats him i mean he's so thankful that he gave him actual counsel and not not a try to convince him one way or another because he also gave him words for the kingdom it's like no this would this would you know prepare a lot of damage <laughs> that you keep damaging i ain't gonna say that it's your fault but come on now i stand what i said three years ago should have married that girl he goes out to the bonfire and as he's out to the bonfire he gets even more sloppy drunk telling his wife alisane how he had a dream uh, about how he was supposed to have a son he said i never expected to remarry he kind of conveys that he only made Renera his heir because he felt guilty at the loss of his wife because he sacrificed her for that impossible dream. But what if the dream really is true? It just wasn't the way I thought. That's dangerous talk to someone who is not looking for a reason to put her son on the throne, but that type of wording that conversation gives uh gives validation to her son later maybe possibly being i mean clearly everyone wants him to be heir to the throne they want him to be the next king rather you want that or not the kingdom does i think it was jason lannister that says yeah half the lords expect that he says is there treason up in this bitch and you ain't rep- reporting that back to me because renera is my heir and i think y'all all best best recall that so i did not love this at all then we see him uh kill the stag that was sad it was in his face that it was sad he's like look at me i don't even track down <laughs> i get to kill an animal but i did none of the work and i think that it I think there's something to that right because the sea snake says 
and i think that's what he's trying to instill in damon that if you want something if you want to feel accomplished there's nothing like when you put your put your back on the line for it when you fight for it yourself versus when it's dropped in your lap when you don't feel like you earn it it's it's in your soul rather you want to own that or not and it's in Viserys' soul that he doesn't feel that he's earned this particular role he feels very much a failure in this particular role i wonder if that will change as i stated earlier uh that he has recommitted himself to the idea of renera as his heir it's also telling that it's not the white heart that they caught so everyone telling him about the omen and how this has all come to be and him thinking about this dream and then everything that he sacrificed for that and look how close he came to doing the exact same thing and it turns out to be a regular stag and i think that also plays on why later on when he speaks to renera he recommits to doubling down on that idea that maybe this was a sloppy decision but it's made now and i'm not going back on it speaking of renera she and sir Kristen cole come back to camp but on their way back they see the white heart so it's kind of like an omen for her because that is a sign of royalty so she in a way gets a boost of confidence by this so to speak omen that was meant for her brother she doesn't have sir Kristen cole kill it thank god makes her way back into camp ain't even washed the blood out of her hair only one person smiles at her i'm just gonna say mildly interesting about that and she walks past her father and her stepmother like and because she also brought the boar like i went out to hunt too and i hunted myself uh i killed my own uh, there's a lot of parallels between father and daughter in this that i really like they then have that later conversation after he tells her that he sent uh troops to damon to aid him in the stepstones she says look i she's honest with him because he's like do we always need to fight do you always need to make things so fucking hard and she says i can see what you will not acknowledge which is the fact that i'm being pushed aside this marriage it feels like you're selling me off to the highest bidder even though girl that's part of what everybody in your position would have <laughs> but she expect differently and i get it because her parents had a loving relationship but he explains to her as he has a dozen times it would seem like i met your mother it was arranged marriage but she made a man of me and i fell in love with her you know i don't want to force you to make your choice but you do need to make a choice and these are the reasons why and i felt like if he ever would come to her in that type of manner and as stated this might be the turning stage for him to do that to prepare her i think she would be more receptive she feels she's about to be shipped off somewhere and they're about to have this happy little family without her because she's no longer needed she's the past and he admits look i did waver but i can tell you this i'm going 
to stand by you i'm not going to supplant you as heir you're going to continue to be my heir so let's work on building up your own defense in a sense by getting you married having you some children you choose who it is because i think that you should have the choice and that's also something alisane told him right she went to him after otto shows up and encourages her that Aegon is gonna be king and everyone knows it so you need to get your husband to see sense she doesn't directly and she also believes you know my friend will be a good king good queen it's like be that as it may it doesn't matter uh they're gonna want a king because that's just the mindset of the times at this point they don't and, and it's true it's very true that's uh, why king henry the eighth killed all his wives <laughs> for that male heir because anything less just wasn't sufficient it's sad but it's true but she had told him that she can marry just let it be her let her think it's her choice and i think that is going to set him up i think he took what lord strong said to heart and judging by his military prowess at 17 years old if not younger homeboy know what the fuck he's doing he gotta be younger because we saw him and his sister when she was 14 they had to be what eight nine at the most ten wait because she said i have to wait until i'm 14 to bed you so maybe 12 yeah maybe they're not that huge of age difference but he's definitely younger but he he uh he takes after his father that's for damn sure i think we have talked everything we need to talk about in regards to king's landing so let's go ahead and talk about the action piece over here we start off with uh the conflict on the stepstones it has escalated they're losing the battle everyone knows that they're losing the battle damon can come out with his dragons however the crab feeder can hide in his caves i was really feeling bad for that guy who was like uh my lord prince he's about to show up and whoop your ass and he was right and he's like save me my prince save me and his dragon cracks is just whoo you know he did at least it was instant and it wasn't a torturous crab eating death the sea snake his son lenore and sir vayman punk ass bitch valerian are discussing their tactics they know that the crab feeder is succeeding reinforcements won't be there uh, for a few weeks they are running low on supplies and they are the men are a little low on morale even though there was a very small scene between a black soldier and a white soldier and they're sharing their water and it's small things like that that says so much and the fact that we do have more in the forefront this uh black story if you speak and not only a a story with a lot of black characters that is separate from what is the political intrigue going on in king's landing i think is is so 
prominently awesome. I cannot uh, gush enough about it. I like and love, actually, and I like, I loved the first seven seasons of Game of Thrones. That being said, with the exception of one or two characters, there really weren't any characters of color with true power. So to see three black men stand around a a uh, a strategic meeting discussing their own fate, and you have the white antagonist protagonist so to speak being the (laughs) rather the the what's the word i want to use the least authoritative in the bunch to the point that he lionel would have the audacity to suggest that he be bait says a lot without saying a lot and i appreciate it the bitch niche vayman or vayman whatever the fuck his name is i should know damon vayman he over there talking about this his fault uh that we're losing and i'm like sir how is that uh maybe because they feel he isn't a really great leader he's like uh i don't care if you're my brother or not i'll fucking beat the black off you you keep disrespecting (laughs) my ally and you can tell that lenore has a lot of respect for him because he says at least he's out there doing some shit fuck you bitch shut the fuck up bitch back the fuck up i'll knock the fuck up you hey damon comes in and he announces dragon couldn't give him that consideration (laughs) one guy he's now dead and he know he was creeping on that whole conversation as he's walking through camp he's like y'all was talking about me wasn't y'all because i feel like y'all was talking about me damon doesn't even hide that he was talking about you he's like you're a fucking menace i don't like you (laughs) we need help and i don't care who you are uh because they didn't seem to need to, to talk him into the plan not even a little bit well i think he really was not about that life when he got the message from the king he reads the message ever so slowly i love this scene because of the three minutes in which there was no dialogue <laughs> you know you mad when you don't even speak you just calmly open it he even gave this mildly interested like oh you don't say and then he just ever so casually he takes his helmet and starts beating the shit out of the messenger this is not okay the choice to mute the sound was great it takes it back to that second son the one who has to prove themselves to get what they what they earn and he wants to be seen as someone that is a leader he wants to earn his place he doesn't want to be saved by his brother he's been out here doing the hard work and you get to show up and save the day and own this for yourself it takes away everything he's been suffering or sacrificing to accomplish so he accepts this last real hail mary to prove himself 
wake your ass up Cause it's time to go beast mode So he rolls out And I will say This was Heart pounding This was amazing Uh, I think the actor I didn't even know if he was an action star But he did great with the stunt work she was badass okay that's some john snow badassery right there uh when he went to confront the crab feeder to tease out more men as he takes them down arrows flying i mean this is some epic type of touch by jesus shit <laughs> that's going on and just as he's uh he's killing folks left and right picking up swords slitting throats I was like, ooh, I'm getting a little titillation. This is how we do Just as he's surrounded, and it was a bit, you know. <laughs> film uh, a bit what do you call it movie bullshit that nobody would just all charge at him instead of stand there staring at him for a good dramatic five seconds i don't give a fuck because it was amazing when the noir showed up on a fucking dragon and ring a fire that shit and then not only did damon say uh yeah i just did that he took his ass in that cave with a mission. Last name ever, first name greatest. Like a sprained ankle, boy, ain't nothing to play with. Started off local, but thanks to all the hate. He came out that cave covered in blood, dragging half of that man's corpse. Y'all don't really get it. I pull up in a limit. Blocks get to spinning. Money 3D printing. Never had a limit. Never been religious. And I gotta admit, my panties dropped. They dropped. They splooshed right on the floor. This is a major boost, not only to the ego balls, but uh, to the realm. Because you're now going to see, and he's now going to be seen as the person that stopped this. Uh, the sea snake is also going to be grateful. He's also boistered his own reputation. And they did this all before the king can show up with all of his with all of his uh ships and aid <laughs> so that he's not allowing that riff to be because we heard what the letter said my brother i'm gonna send you some ships and help you out and we should just you know we're family it's like fuck that <laughs> This is not about to be done on your terms. I have been disrespected. I think that is everything in this episode. I'm sure if there's anything else, it will be in the feedback, which we have plenty of this week. So let's jump into the mailbag. Hey, Christina. This is Parthenia with my comments on House of Dragon. I know I'm late to the party, 
but girl so much to go over i'm not even gonna go back to episodes one and two y'all covered that quite well it was good i'm enjoying it i did watch all of the game of thrones seasons um when they first came out i was a big fan until that last season that was pure trash garbage waste of money trash did i say trash yeah i said it trash um anyway wasting my time anyway so i was really looking forward to house of dragons to see what they were going to do i was kind of skeptical about it but hey whatever i decided to check in and here we are and so far i'm impressed i like it it is true game of thrones fashion like the early seasons um the violence the treachery all of that the goriness i love all of that so i mean i don't know what that says about me as a person but it is what it is i like the show um yes yeah, so i'm gonna just jump right in episode three speaking of the goriness like it just starts off like that from jump your boy is being tied up by the crab prince or whatever uh they called him um Prince Drehar, I think they called him. Um, he's like, fuck you, Prince Drehar. You ain't got nothing on me. They gonna kill you. My people gonna come, they gonna handle you. And it just so happens the dragon comes, Prince Damon comes right then and there to save him. Well, not to save him, but you know, to, to kill all of them. The dragon comes, sets everything on fire. Yeah, yeah, this is how we start an episode. Okay, get it, get it. And then smash the dragon, of course smashes the one guy who's like praising them for being there kills him but that's game of thrones right that goriness that that stuff that is unexpected that just happens that gets you to jump out your seat like oh yeah it's gonna be a good episode this is it right here i don't know why i liked it but that was like now this is how you start an episode okay what's next <laughs> so I, I really did like that whole part right there that was it that was good for me um but then we move on to this shitty ass birthday party and one thing about it i'm the type of person that i want to be invited to all of the things but nine times out of ten i don't want to be there but i'm gonna go just to save face not not princess Renera. she's like i have no desire to be at this birthday party for my little brother, uh, where y'all are praising him and already really referring to him as the future king, as if I am not the pronounced heir. Like, y'all just gonna sit here and disrespect me in my face? No, I don't wanna go to this party. Let me come over here outside, let me chill, let me be in my safe space, let me keep my, my mental health well. I'm not bothering anybody, I'm not doing anything to anybody. You can lie, tell them I'm busy. I don't wanna be here. I don't want to do this like why I gotta go out here and smile and be fake and then have everyone talk about me I already know they're talking about me so why are you putting me in a position to where I gotta be there lie you the king tell them I'm sick I don't care but don't make me do this like this is is disrespectful is what it is it's real disrespectful and then you know what like I felt like she was saying F this party F that baby brother. F my treacherous ex BFF. 
and big fuck yous to my punk ass father because he's really the problem in all of this like he can't stand up and just make decisions like you're a king you gotta make the hard decisions and then just live with that live with the consequences like i'm the king i said what i said it is what it is but he has like no backbone so how could she ever respect him and his decisions like i feel her i totally feel her i do and then also their relationship oh man it's so real like they are really capturing the essence of teenage that teenage stage where the parent and the teenager just don't get along for whatever reason now granted they've got good reasons not to get along on this show but in general she's a teenager so she's going to try and see how far she can go test the boundaries because that's what they do right trust me i know i'm living it right now i have a soon to be 13 year old that she may not get to 13 if they got anything to do with me because lord knows i just want to put her in a chokehold but like i could feel from the king's perspective i can feel his anger but when he tried to check her in that carriage like she wasn't gonna repeat what she said <laughs> she was like bruh i said what i said and i'll repeat it again you heard me and like oh the disrespect child listen it's one thing about me as a parent don't please don't raise your voice at me check your tone you can have your opinions and you can be upset I understand that you have every right to feel how you want to feel, but you're not going to disrespect me is what you're not going to, this is what you're not going to do. And in front of all of these people, you know what, that carriage ride just would have been different. I don't know. It just would have been a little different. Like, I feel you. I feel you, Renera. <laughs> but don't make me check you for real, for real. Don't make me check you. But at the same time, I'm conflicted because, like, Renera, that's my girl. Like, right now, she's my girl. I didn't really care for her in the first episode, but they have built her character up and they have built her up to where I really do like her at this moment. Who knows? By the time the season's over, I may not even fuck with her. But right now, I'm 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 team I'm team Renera right now. If that's her name, I don't even I don't even know. But um, the only thing I can complain about is the storyline like the repetitive storyline all through time in movies where you have the rich heiress or the rich person the rich princess who's like so burdened by their life and their responsibilities that i just i just wish i could be normal you want to be normal living in the gutter and shit and piss and working real hard real responsibilities like you don't want to be normal you think you do but you really don't and you couldn't handle it if you were like everybody is born into where they're born into yes you can try to fight and earn your way to a different lifestyle but like i i it's the rich people that do this for me like the the actors in real life like they do this and their lives are just so horrible and so miserable that they have to turn to drugs and i hate you mom i hate you dad for providing me with this lifestyle like i'm so tired of that storyline that and and she actually had that conversation with her um her bodyguard which 
bless his heart, I can't think of his name, corrects it. No, that's the dragon. I don't know, but you know who I'm talking about. Her bodyguard was kind of like, I couldn't even choose who I wanted to marry because I was so low born. And I granted, you know, your dad is trying to hook you up with people, but like, that's your lot in life. At least he's trying to hook you up with people who are worth something. I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't do that. I would have just been marrying some random trash and we wouldn't have had nothing. Like it is like, you know, it didn't even, his life didn't matter. Your life matters. And although it may be hard, that's just part of the responsibilities that come with the life that you've been born into, the blessings that you have. Like at some point you do have to grow up and accept that all of your seven and 10 years. Like you gotta, you gotta stand up to that. Like you gotta take some responsibility for your life. Like you can't just walk around moping forever. Like make some changes, do something, understand what's going on here. You know the game and you know how it's played. Y'all have to be happy about it, but you need to realize the blessings that you have. And that's that's the biggest problem that I have with her. I know I'm just going on and all that, but I just get tired of that same dumbass storyline in every show. It's just annoying. I don't know. But your girl killed that boar, and I feel like the way she stabbed that boar, she killed that pork, okay? She was just like, she killed him. She was stabbing her father. She was taking out the anger of her mother dying. She was stabbing her best friend. She was stabbing every man that's coming for her in the future. Like she just, you could tell her rage was real and she has no other way to express herself. So she did it on that board. And then the way she walked back in there, like, yeah, I did it. And who wants some? I think she even earned probably a level of respect coming through like that because they know she did it. She's got the blood all over her. And everybody's probably looking at her like, she's gonna be a problem. Or we need to watch, we need to watch her because she's not gonna be as easy as we think she is. She's not gonna lay down and just let us do what we want, okay? We're gonna have to be strategic about her. Like, keep your eye on her. She's she's a player in this game now. She's trying to like put her stamp on things. Like I'm not just gonna be here to be sold or just move out the way quietly. Like I'm gonna make y'all work for this. Whatever this is, I'm gonna make y'all work for it. And that's my that's my thing with her. It's like I have a very love hate relationship with her because I want her to be successful. I want her to succeed, but also I want her to like just understand this is this is what this is what it is. Like you gotta accept some responsibilities for what's happening in your own life i gotta i gotta get off my renera stool because i could go on about her forever but um moving on the king bless his heart he's a trouble king but he again he needs to stand up make some choices deal with the consequences of whatever he say go down it's like that's why no one respects him because he is kind of weak you can change his mind easily because he really does battle with every decision that he makes probably because some of the decisions that he makes is shitty you know like the whole situation with his wife he was so into having this son and he's like ah yeah go on cut the baby out cut the baby out get my son and then at the end of the day 
they both died, which they were probably going to both die anyway, but it's the way he went about it that was so shitty. And I think that really plagues him. Like, man, I had this dream. I was going to have a son. So I was really banking on that. And I made a dumb decision to somebody I loved and I can't take that back. So now he second guesses everything. Oh, probably overthinks everything. And then I think he tries to take the easy way out or what may seem as the easy way out of things. And it just never works in his favor. He's like, sucks as a king. I just, he sucks as a king. It's, that's it. Probably as a man in general, he sucks. Not just as a king, but as a man. Because as a king, you kind of got to be more than a man. And he just sucks. And uh, I guess that's his lot in life. But, um... It's, it's even like when, when his brother Damon was talking to him, like, and I'm sorry, I said I wasn't going to go back, but I got to go back. In episode two, I believe, his brother is like, yo, you got a shitty court around you, and I'm not going to play with them. Like, I'm not here for that. You put me in charge of this army. You put me in charge of these, these situations where I got to make them respect you. Now, I may go above and beyond to get the job done, but I get the job done. I'm, they may look at me like I'm your crazy brother, but maybe you need them to look at me like the crazy brother so they can respect you. Like, let me do what I'm here to do, and then you could do what you need to do. You're going to be weak? Fine. I'll be strong for you. But we need to be a team. Like, at all times, we need to be a team. And I don't think the king really understood that. And granted, he was grieving, so that probably had a lot to do with it because the whole situation was shady anyhow with him toasting to his dead nephew. But at the end of the day, he had great points. Like, the hand, your hand, the king's hand, he's shitty. I see that. I know I see right through him. But you're going to kick me out. You trust these people more than you trust your blood. And granted, you know, blood ain't always thicker than water. But in this situation, the blood is thick. And you just need to, you need to stand up. Like, you got to make the hard decisions. But let me help you. Ah. The whole act, the king pisses me off. He makes every other character, whether they're good or bad, look great because he's such a shitty king. I'm I'm going on on a tangent. I know. I'm sorry, but you would think this shit is real because of how upset I get when I'm watching. <laughs> just like uh, I don't know. He just he really annoys me, and he makes it hard for me to decide whether or not Damon is a good guy or a bad guy because he makes him out to be. A good guy at every turn like even if he's doing something treacherous it's just the way he's going about it he's not really making any bad decisions he's just a little wild he's the wild brother like he's the wild card but you could trust him to get the job done so i don't mean i mean because like the king's hand we all know he's shady as hell i he's shady he's not a good guy at all from whatever i for whatever angle he's not i respect his ambition though because he's like this is where I want to be what do I need to do to get the things that I want okay boom this is what I'm gonna do yada 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 uh get my daughter let me hold her out real quick all right boom I got her to be the queen all right now you get knocked up you get knocked up and then your children are gonna be the kings or whatever okay boom he has a plan and he's enacted his plan and I can't even knock him for that because that's the game that is the Game of Thrones. Like, that is literally what it is. And he's playing the game. And he's playing it well. So, again, another character where you're like, ah, I hate this guy. But he's good. He's good as what he's doing. He's just shitty as hell. And I think he is forming his daughter 
to be just as shitty. Like, at the end of the day, she's going to have to pick a side. Like, she's doing everything that her dad is telling her to do. But at some point, now that her own children are involved, she probably will become more of a bigger player. Because, hey, who wouldn't want their king, their son to be king, right? So, at some point, I got to do what's best for me and mine. Like she's gonna eventually she's gonna stop feeling sorry for betraying her best friend because fuck it's my son he's gonna be king i'm sorry it is what it is but hey i gotta do what i gotta do and i really feel like that's that's the trajectory of how this relationship is gonna go um i ain't gonna lie though i i did think that uh renera and her bff I, I, I did sense a little sexual tension there. I know a lot of people were saying that Renera and the uncle seemed a little incestuous. Um, I think they just wanted us to think that because there's a history of that in the, with the Targaryens. But um, I definitely felt it between her and her friend. I, I did not imagine that. I felt that for real. Uh, but yeah, anyway, moving on. Um... I, I wrote I wrote some notes, but you know, you get to talking, you get all into stuff. We're just gonna get to the nitty gritty because Damon took this episode. He didn't have not one line in this whole episode. He killed it. He killed it. Like I just loved everything about it. Oh, quick replay. I love seeing all the black people, my people. Finally, we're really in here like that. I loved it. Sexy as hell. Okay. Yes. And they rich, they're not poor beggars, they're not slaves that need to be freed from anybody. Yeah, I just, okay, let's put that out there. Mm-hmm. Next, uh, back to King Damon, I mean Prince Damon. There's nothing like needing and actually wanting help. You're in a situation where you need help. There's nothing like getting help from the one motherfucker that you don't want help from like especially when it comes to siblings I am all of 40 years old and I have two siblings that are 15 and 17 years older than me and I have younger siblings that are eight years younger than me yes we have the same parents my parents are confused but there's no no time that I've ever received help or guidance from my big, big sister where I'm like, yay, thank you. And it doesn't mean I don't love it or respect it. It's just I wanted to prove to you that I could do this on my own. It's that kind of feeling. Um, granted, I'm grown now, so those days are gone. But, like, I feel, Damon, like, he definitely shot the messenger, which he shouldn't have. But that's Damon. He's very compulsive or impulsive, very impulsive. And he took his anger out on that poor boy and he shouldn't have. But I felt it. He's like, man, fuck your king. Fuck your help. I don't want your help. I didn't ask you for your help. Matter of fact, who the fuck did ask for this help? I didn't ask for this. You know what? Bet. Hold my beer. I, I got this. Let me, I told you I didn't need you. I got this. Watch me. Watch me do what I do. I'll be right back. Listen, ain't nothing sexier than somebody going out there and handling their business. And when it comes to Game of Thrones, House of Dragons, whatever, when somebody get pissed off, they like, fuck this shit, I got it, 
that's a sexy moment right there only problem is bless his heart damon is not sexy not to me to someone he is to me he is not he is one of my favorite actors because i'm a big doctor who fan and i've seen all the seasons well most of all the seasons i a lot of the 70s and all that. i ain't watched those but i loved him through all of his episodes of doctor who so i really do like him as an actor and he could just bring a wide range of emotion and i see a lot of it in this character that he's playing now um matt smith that's his name matt smith he's a great actor he is i didn't think he'd be able to pull off playing a character like damon but to me he is he's killing it i love it um but again i don't find him physically attractive he reminds me of that movie that Cher was in years ago mask and she had a son who had like a deformed face and his jaw was like big and long and this actor Matt Smith looks just like that and I shouldn't be talking about nobody but I'm done having kids so I'm gonna say it he looks funny as shit um but he's pulling off this Damon character I'm here for it like he was like fuck it i'm gonna do what i gotta do there's no reason he survived he should be dead but he did what he did he handled his business killed prince drehar prince drehar whatever the crab prince he did what he did i loved it it was just so exciting the only complaint i really have about this whole episode this entire episode is the dragon rider that came in at the end when he had his dragon set everything on fire, talking about Dracarys. It was the weakest Dracarys ever. Like, if you're a true Game of Thrones fan, when Daenerys learned how to teach her dragons how to set shit on fire, the intensity that was always in her voice, like you could just feel that shit like we about to set some shit on fire it's on like i just i loved it it was a power that came behind it the power of i'm controlling this motherfucker which they really don't but it is something in the words it's something in the spirit of how you say it then they bring this weak ass character i don't know who this dragon water was but he was the worst he's like jack harris <sighs> i know it's minor but I feel how I feel, and I don't even want to see him again in no other episodes. Replace him now. That's my only qualm with this whole episode. But I'm enjoying the season so far. I've been trying to wait for two episodes at a time, but I couldn't do it anymore. I had to, I had to go ahead and watch episode three because I knew it was going to be a good one. All right. Good talking to you guys as always. Loving your reviews as always. It's Parthenia. I'll be back hopefully on time for the next review thank you queen parthenia with your feedback good to hear you coming on this season glad you're enjoying the show your female feedback had me cracking up by the way so did your email talking about uh i may have went over girl ain't nobody be looking at that time we 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 had a time slot out there just because it felt polite to do so <laughs> But the only person that is under 10 minutes is shy. And that's only because she don't want to actually take time to make a second recording. <laughs> Otherwise, 
Ain't nobody paying attention to that. <laughs> Ain't nobody paying attention. Um, thoughts on your feedback. So, the last season of Game of Thrones, yes, I think we all can collectively agree, needed to be set on fire and buried under concrete because it all it's also what happens when showrunners say i don't want to do this anymore and the television's like well you're in a five-year contract like bitch creatively things start to go to the wayside Uh, i'm glad to hear you echo some of my thoughts this reminds me of early game of thrones as well i love that dude that was uh that was unfortunately <laughs> killed because he was talking mad shit before he did he's like yeah my king my prince gonna come like your mother's a bitch your kids is shit your fucking face look like trash <laughs> he was all about going out talking as much <laughs> venom as he possibly could i love the way they book in the action for this episode as well starting off with that uh what's happening at the stepstones then ending with that uh thank you for bringing attention to the fact that he did not have one line of dialogue in this episode and it still was the most effective shit i ever seen in my life tell him i'm sick laugh my ass off are you talking about like can you not make any excuses for me <laughs> nobody want me there anyway I want you there don't you understand <laughs> and yes kids are kids yes they are so see when they around that 13 that 13 mm, that 13 Ooh, luckily luckily i'm well well versed in patience <laughs> i grew up in a house of like-minded teenagers and i always felt like i was 20 years older than everybody and thus and thus but there are some days where I'm just like, ooh, I would love to just take your face and punch it into the wall. <laughs> I don't care if that's violent. It's just how I feel. It's true, you weren't raised to be normal. And it's not even about having a normal life. That's not what you really want, Renaris. You want control. And I'm glad that you're having conflicted emotions about her as well, because we should. I think that we shouldn't accept that she's the protagonist of the story or that she is above being criticized because of the events that have unfolded these three episodes she does have responsibility in how she reacts to things no one is negating her very valid emotions regarding the marriage of her best friend uh yeah imagine growing up with someone and that's how companions usually are growing up with them planning on spending the rest of your i don't know about the sexual chemistry maybe but uh, i think it was mimi who said the exact same thing so maybe it was there and i just didn't see it but uh yeah it's like weird <laughs> like you you see someone like a sister and now all of a sudden they're your mom your stepmom and it was so close after the death of your actual mom and she even brought that up in the council meeting it's like if you were making the decision for the realm you would have chose lena so please explain to me why you had to choose my best friend because that's something i'm not that's not very forgivable so rather she doesn't hate her father but she hates her father's choice and unfortunately it's alice that's going to get the brunt end of that even though 
in a lot of ways i feel like she didn't have any control either she's compelled by her father that is a he she's been indoctrined under that male authority from birth just the way in which that renera has the difference is renera is able to rebel against her father and not get knocked back down to the carpet whereas we don't know alisane may have may have been threatened i'll put you in a convent i'll do this that and the other thing or it could just be that sense of duty that everyone is is even renera to a certain extent even though she's rebelling against it is compelled too so she really wants just control but you got to find it as you have so rightly pointed out um at least your dad cares like do you even know your friend's situation and know who she truly was or was she always just your companion your your thing right to have and to hold and to keep close but i don't know if there's an awareness of of renaris understanding what allison's life was like or is other than the small snippets in which she revealed to her they do keep making correlations between her and damon as being you know we know that damon is can be viciously cruel unpredictable and sensitive so on and so forth uh knowing that and drawing that parallel i think it, the show is really wanting us to focus on that otto definitely knew that renaris is a problem since last episode when he saw her just uh disregard her father and didn't even get in trouble for it yes thank you for validation of damon when he was confronting his brother because i felt the exact same way you are going about it the completely incorrect way sir but you are spinning facts and it is coming from a place of genuine care and loyalty uh versus that's why i was laughing at him like you don't think i'm ambitious you're so silly you don't really know me at all but then you have there's there's competition between brothers it's something that if you watch vikings it comes up a lot between ragnar and his brother rollo where there's this natural tension of competition between brothers uh that can feel a little poisonous and but despite as much as they say even Viserys says in this episode oh you think it's love between us you know you're naive to think that to his wife it is love between them that's exactly what has stopped them from actually truly uh there's this this uh sense of wanting respect from each other in a way on their own merits that both aren't being very pig-headed with due to the fact that uh they do actually love each other the fact that we find out this episode is really Otto's brother hobart that is really pulling some of the strings kind of puts him in a bitch mode but he but i also agree he is playing the game as it should be played and he did it without anyone knowing what he was doing so uh can't take that away from him as far as his success rate he's he's gotten pretty successful i think that alice may resent how her father is using her and has all her life because when you see that juxtapose against her watching Viserys and how he treats his daughter, she has to feel some kind of way about that as, you know, her father walks in and doesn't give a damn about her happiness. And then preach, 
preach about the black people not being slaves or captives so on and so forth uh i also agree about the worst thing you ever want is someone coming in to save you when you don't want to be saved so they can lord it over you forever that's why i don't like asking my mother for anything because she would she would love anytime there'd be well that one time i came in yeah no nobody wants that i was about to say you was on the panties train too and welcome you aboard but then you came out with those uh other statements <laughs> that were funny as shit <laughs> matt smith is a really good actor i really like I, I didn't watch doctor who i don't plan on watching doctor who's too many damn too many damn episodes and seasons for all that but as someone who's never been exposed to his acting i'm impressed uh and that's that's the thing for me i can not physically find you attractive but other factors about you i can find attractive that make you more physically attractive if that makes sense um so i'm currently like he's inceptualizing my dreams right now uh and i have no control over that so um that is my take on that <laughs> and then i laughed as hell the last point dragon lenore when he said dracaris that was a weak ass dracaris i ain't even gonna lie so that was that was sweet he needs to put some bass up in his woods but he is like 14 so <laughs> give him a little bit of credit also millie alcock i i i've never seen her before in anything but she is also on the watch list i'll watch anything that she's in because she's fantastic as an actress i really like what she's doing and bringing to the role because she's doing exactly as she should she's playing into the teenager but also you can feel a lot of empathy for her but she also kind of pisses you off in some in some retrospects see so yeah i think those are all stars right now uh patty matt and and her they are they're definitely the standouts this season to me thus far and i look forward to you uh sending in feedback i don't know when i'll be recording so you don't gotta worry about being on time i'll usually just wait if i know people are just getting feedback in because <laughs> i don't have a schedule anymore i'm free so i look forward to hearing your feedback on the next episode next up let's hear from queen mimi what up stina this is mimi this is feedback for um house of the dragons i've been saying it wrong this whole time um anyway <laughs> this is episode three I believe we are on episode three of season one. Um, this episode, I, I would say, got way more interesting towards the end of it. Um, the beginning was somewhat boring. Now, I I feel like I am going to be going through a season four of Stranger Things Eddie um, stands type situation because I... I cannot understand, like, even you fucking love Damon, and I can't stand his arrogant, fucking annoying, weird-looking ass. Like, he fucking annoys my asshole. Him and Renee, what is her name? Renee, 
Renana, Rihanna. Oh my God, what the fuck? That ain't even the right name. Re, not Rihanna. <laughs> Whatever. I'm gonna call her Ray Ray because I cannot remember her fucking name. Princess Ray Ray. Now, first of all, I understand why she don't want nothing to do with her friend because huh, I feel like uh, you know she was doing some dirty shit and she knows it she was sneaking around with old girls um dad she knew what she was doing uh, she was listening to her father i'm not saying it was wrong but she she knew what she was doing and she knew how her friend was gonna be um about it because her mom died and she was using that grief to get in good with her dad she understands her um mother passed away and her father the king needs to remarry and have more kids clearly she understands that but it was clear that it wasn't political because he would have definitely married um the little girl she was 12 it's gross but it made sense especially what is his name belkarin belt whatever the black guy is like the wealth they're, they're the wealthiest like that's been made a point several times so he picked her because he liked her I don't think their their relationship ever got any further than it did with just them talking, but he clearly enjoyed her company. I'm not saying her company wasn't bought. Like she was just feeding you shit her daddy wanted you to hear and feeding your ego because you're a man and it's really easy to do that, especially when you're an old man. She ain't even got no personality and that's fucking obvious. Even her dad's still manipulating her right now and she a whole ass queen, but you know, <laughs> that's clearly not going to be something she can easily break i think he's going to be running her her entire life it's all she knows um and her husband's too much of a pussy to even ever open his eyes and see damon might be a dickhead but he was not wrong about sir hightower um and mistake me if i'm wrong wasn't it his idea to name a, a female heir anybody so damon wasn't going to be king wasn't that his idea and now like he planted the seed for his daughter to be queen and now his daughter has given the king his first son who is technically the heir to the throne um and he thought that was gonna gonna dc her and it didn't he was even offering his grandson up to his sister like you know you could you could betroth them together it's like he's fucking two it's like he, he literally didn't want to marry the 12 year old but you want his son to be betrothed to his fucking sister who's 17 <laughs> and uh, for the record bitch she, she's not gonna be able to have kids forever you go she's just supposed to wait 12 years until he old enough to have kids what the fuck <laughs> that was a dumbass idea he's clearly trying to get rid of the the female heir um because he doesn't want damon and now he thinks he's fixed all his problems he's annoying but because the king is too fucking oblivious to pay attention like he he just does not have the galls to be a fucking king the only reason he was even the king in the first place was just out of sheer like just being having a penis and he doesn't have like he clearly wasn't bred for it it wasn't something that was supposed to be in the cards for him it just literally fell into his lap and it's so obvious um his brother sucks but it's clear damon 
he would have a realm that was fucking scared of him he seemed like he would turn into the mad king but i really don't even i know they told us but i don't even think i know the full story about the mad king daenerys dad i just know that motherfucker went crazy and then they had to overthrow him because he had lost his fucking mind um anyway um back to this story it was just a lot of you know uh going back and forth between the king and then his boring ass queen and then ray ray and her fucking tantrum her going and running into the woods was so fucking annoying like bitch get the fuck over yourself like we all know you're having a tantrum because your daddy married your best friend and you don't want to tell him that you're mad about it so you just sit here internalize everything sit in the wood like sit by a tree and have somebody sing to you instead of attending your little brother's second birthday and now you're mad that you're forced to go to this birthday party and people are questioning you and you don't have nothing to say instead of just talking to your man like even like even though he's the king he has never treated her like anything other than her father because if he was really the type of king that i've seen she wouldn't have she wouldn't have the gauze even come to him like that fucking um the lannisters um from the game of thrones their father was a fucking tyrant and them bitches did what he fucking said like all the time anyway so um i think i uh yeah i was driving per usual and my car likes to pause everything when somebody's behind me it's like not even moving like why are you acting like this jesus anyway i was just talking about uh the you know the way um ray ray be acting towards her dad it's, it's really annoying because he's never given any indication that he he thinks of her anything other than his daughter like he could command her to do whatever he wants but he gives her options which shows the type of a father that he is he's not a tyrant and she's fucking a little spoiled little brat and i've seen someone on twitter talking about some that they're so in love with damon and her and they'll die for them like motherfucker for what they haven't done anything to show that they're even a decent human being one of them spoiled little brat that's having a tantrum and the other one is a spoiled ass prince who's having a fucking tantrum the way he beat up old dude who literally was just a messenger he brought a fucking letter from the king saying he's gonna help you and you beat his ass how the fuck is that his fault what a fucking dick that made me despise him dude literally beat the messenger he didn't do shit but hand hand you a letter that the king literally said hand it directly to my brother he fucking told him to do that and you beat his ass and it's like the thing is even if he could beat him up which i'm sure he probably could because he's a knight i'm just assuming he would have sent a good knight to make sure he made it there um he would he would like probably have consequences since damon is a prince so it's like <laughs> he probably didn't even have a choice but to sit there and get his ass whooped and someone had to pull him off of him <sighs> and then like when he just walked into like the the arena whatever the fuck you want to call it the crab land and <laughs> and then um i'm like what the fuck is the game plan here i'm confused on what it on what we're doing i was like darren was like well clearly he's gonna follow the plan it's like what who the fuck is supposed to like 
if you're in there, who's gonna fly the fucking dragon? I was so fucking confused. Like, I forgot that old dude's son is a Targaryen as well. And I was like, hell fucking yes. The black dude came in whooping ass. The way he dragged his uncle, though, I think I like that part the best. When he was like, you know... He was like, David has us in this war. He's like talking shit. And then he was like, who's going to do it? You, uncle? <laughs> Magic dragging that man in front of everybody. That shit was hilarious. Um, I think that was the only reason why I liked this episode was the ending. Um, I blinked and then Damon came out of a cave covered in blood, holding old dude's head. That was fucking gross, but pretty epic. Not going to lie still don't like Damon but um so far my favorite characters is the little black girl for obvious reasons because she's super cute um we only seen her once though but I mean I know some years have passed so she's at least 14 now we'll see what she looks like as a 14 year old they're probably not gonna use the same little girl she looked like a fucking she looked like she's fucking nine <laughs> I will never be okay with the fact that that little girl looked like a fucking little ass girl like they should have at least got a girl that was really 12 <laughs> Jesus <laughs> um and I like the son that came in on the dragon fucking hose up I appreciated him um I like the knight who um was chased after Ray Ray because she's a little spoiled brat and he was the only one paying attention I guess and he was like I guess it's my job and and then he, he did explain you know he feels like he owes her because if it wasn't for her his station wouldn't have been elevated the way he is but unfortunately now like the kind of his station is so high he can't even marry somebody from his his own town and like who's gonna marry him he doesn't have any money so I am interested in, in that um that guy I don't I mean I don't think he's gonna marry anybody that I want him to marry even though I am interested in him as a character I think he's probably gonna be my favorite person I always root for the underdog and he's just a lonely knight who violently fought and that's how he got where he was he literally worked his way from the bottom up which I'm all about. Um, I am enjoying this show. Don't get me wrong about my criticism. That it was just a boring storyline. It was needed. I understand. Like we got a lot of, you know, story about what's going on, and you know, we met a lot of names that we were familiar with, last names I should say. But it was just, it was just a lot of boring. Um, and that little boy hair is so fucking blonde. That shit was like. I think they really found a little boy with that hair that was that was fucking white <laughs> that was blonde as fuck um i'm glad the, the king finally got a son um but now i know it's gonna cause issues and for him to not even foresee that just shows me the type of a king he is not um the black dude might be ambitious um but i do think that in the end he will side with damon if there is a civil war um and of course she's the his wife is gonna side with her husband um because she probably doesn't want a queen or a female heir named to the throne because she couldn't even get it and she she deserved it more than uh ray ray so anyway i'm gonna end it here until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch me out
that was Queen Mebe with her very <laughs> different thoughts on this episode. Respect, respect, respectfully disagree. You ain't gonna come for Damon like that, okay? You ain't coming for Damon like that. I know he is not a perfect person. That I will not stand Damon, but I can, as stated, I think in last episode. And because I've also read the book, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry because that's it's just going to poison a little bit. And I'm not even talking about things that happen. In the, no, I'm talking about as far as when I'm seeing these characters, I know that they're all complex. It's not. That's why I don't like to even get into the antagonist protagonist debate because you, you, there is no protagonist and antagonist. There is um those you may find uh you connect with and those that you don't you don't connect with damon that hey i understand he is uh impulsive he can be cruel um he can be careless with his words however i respectfully disagree on <laughs> the fact that he is not someone who is far more complex than just he's an asshole uh i see him as someone who is a as stated born into a world of power uh and when you're born into that world of power the world is different for you rather you agree with it or not uh particularly in this time as well uh, he comes from a respectful place he probably grew up expecting a certain role and he finds that he's also wanting to define what his role is and when you juxtapose that against Viserys who you also mentioned and I agree with is um, a little on the weaker side the funny thing is is people always talk about how a woman if they ever rule they'd be too emotional and yet they are playing with that by having a male ruler who is who is the emotional one right you have the, everyone around him at least the women that he's been we see uh Rhaenerys and Rhaenyra both being very practical women of the world uh that seem even though Rhaenerys is acting out is being spoiled I do think that they're I can't negate where that's coming from it's not coming from oh i'm just a spoiled little girl and i want my way when 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 it's coming from a a severe amount of of a trauma as well as in a sense betrayal as well as in a sense the person she was incredibly close to her uncle is uh someone she's no longer that rift in the family then you have it's not like she's making up shit about how people are treating her when she goes out you see exactly that it's what she's saying so it's not as if she's acting out out of some misguided or misunderstood uh viewpoint of the world she's reacting in a way that the world is currently being presented to her and it's a tough situation to find yourself in still loving and respecting your father but completely hating him for the fact that he is fucking 
your best friend. I don't, I don't know any person that can just swallow that no matter how much time has passed, no matter how understanding you are, especially if that's your best friend. Like it'd be one thing if it was someone you knew, a casual acquaintance, but as a best friend, and if you state and Parthenia are correct, there was actual a sexual component to that that has another layer to that portrayal. So I I guess with Renera's, I don't disagree with the with the labels being placed on her. And of course, we want her to to do well to more play into the game i can't not make an allowance for the fact that she's still a child um and she seems to be being left behind yes her father hasn't done anything wrong to, but she's angry at her father and rightfully so uh, at least in my opinion um and she's having a hard time uh reconciling that loving father with the with the one who betrayed me with my best friend behind my back while my mother was not even that fucking code in the ground that's fucked up uh you're correct in otto i'll get back to the damon thing later otto did suggest but he did it as a temporary solution because he knew he had plan b in the background in, the, in his back pocket he was it was easy to make Renera the heir because his goal at that point was to make sure that Damon was not the heir he got his way and once he got that out of the way now it doesn't matter who well he plans on having the king now marry he knew he knows the king has to marry he knows the council is going to tell him he has to remarry whether he wants to or not and he does choose to remarry and so he knows that he has another card in his back pocket so Renera being named heir that's what it is right now but that's to handle the immediate situation um the mad king was probably mad because they be incesting is why they probably mad <laughs> i didn't read that whole story either but um I think that he just lost his mind and I think that 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 madness is something that just follows the Targaryens or not the Targaryens is it Targaryen no uh yes the Targaryens um in their bloodline as they call it the Targaryen madness oh they even say it's brought on by an incestuous bloodline there you go I I I assumed and I was correct because that's exactly how most go fucking mad he had sister wives man people had sister wives <laughs> shit is not cool <laughs> um what else uh already spoke about that i'm more empathetic towards the child that she still is and the feelings of her circumstance uh as far as lena she's yeah she's probably 15 now uh, I'm not even sure. Well, I know I'm, we're going to see her. So, I mean, I looked at the cast, but <laughs> uh, I am curious on how that storyline is going to play out. Because, like, once again, I probably know way more 
well i don't know you may have found out some things they've been spoiling you all around yeah and if you do go out there you are gonna get spoiled and if you think that oh my god people are spoiling stuff well don't type in house of dragons into the internet explorer (laughs) and not add the words no spoilers because if you don't don't be surprised that the internet is going to provide you all the information on books that are long long and i'm just you know i'm with others that are kind of like if that really ruins the whole thing for you i mean there's been a few things that i've watched where i've been spoiled on and it hasn't taken away shit because if you execute it right it doesn't matter you're caught up in the drama of all you're excited to see it because like ooh, how are they gonna play this out so i mean i get the purists i truly do i respect it i'm doing my part the best i can but at the same time you know some of the shit some of the some of it is your own damn fault (laughs) you know we're not meant to be out here shielding you from the world to never know anything you know and if you go searching for shit don't be surprised when you find it well you should have put that in the thing no bitch you should get off the internet because you know this book is out here (laughs) and everybody's gonna be talking about it don't be in the chat room talking about (laughs) knowing that people can't help themselves too because you know they're, they're those same punk ass bitches that act like they ain't read the spoilers or know the book or something i wonder if this is gonna happen you know it is stop playing you you just acting like you predicted something so you can uh, what kind of sick psychotic shit is that moving on uh back to 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 bayman you be trying to you you try to cut my life to cut his life out um <laughs> on his thing i do not think that damon is spoiled i i have to venomly disagree on that idea because i feel like if he was spoiled he would more in line be sulking and throwing tantrums like last episode i think that would be more in line and i couldn't really defend it this episode i can defend that based on what he chose to do this is the prince right this is someone who has nothing to prove but what he wants to prove and he chooses to want to prove that not just because he doesn't want his brother to come save him but it's not like he has you know he could have asked for his brother's help a long time ago he could have uh done a lot of things differently but he is going out there putting his blood his sweat his tears he's in the trenches he's learning um i'm not sure how old damon's supposed to be at this point but uh well probably much much older um his younger brother yeah he's gotta be i wouldn't know how old viserys is right now because i know like i said the time jumps that need to be here nor there because he wishes to stand on his merits i can't assign him the idea that he's spoiled yes he is i mean i can't there's very rarely any person in power that doesn't act tyrannically particularly when they are upset it's not right but at the same time it's not so out of character that that i really i don't because i can't i'm not defending his beating the shit it was wrong (laughs) we all know it it's wrong but i'm not using this this one aspect of his characterization to sum up 
the entirety of his characterization and the entirety of his characterization is someone who who is feeling less than has been given reason to feel less than was expected to take on a position his entire life now that position is no longer viable uh, not only because Renera was supplant supplanted him but he has no wish to hurt or harm his niece uh secondly he uh doesn't beat the shit out of his mistresses i mean when i when i think of terrible characters i mean when i'm thinking about jamie lannister when i first met him and uh a lot of other characters that I, i've thus far i can't i'm having a blank thing he's the first one that comes to mind it's the same thing with jamie lannister he did terrible fucking things the first being i don't know screwing his sister and having bastard children by her and passing them off as another man's <laughs> and conniving with sister to take out said i mean as the king's guard you're supposed to be of a certain way and yet and yet you found yourself being empathetic with him because you saw that other side that he treated his brother that everyone else treated as nothing and a leper with the utmost respect so for me that is thus far damon's character but again the same thing with nara there's no there it's not there is impotence for what and how he is reacting it's not something out of nowhere throwing up my hands it's no i was sent away in disgrace i was stripped of uh technically because you were mad at me i was stripped of everything that i had that my identity my social identity had been built upon right then i had an opportunity to really truly prove as lord corliss told him that i do have worth i do have merit and that i can step out of your shadow and be someone that's ambition in a way that says i want to earn it and i don't think you can take that away from him at least i can't take that away from him lastly i don't know if the king's guard is supposed to be celibate but i'm sure Kristen cole is supposed to be celibate you say he's gonna be uh, your favorite character i find that mildly interesting <laughs> last but not least we do have feedback from queen shy so let's hear what she has to say about this episode hey christina it's me shy i am here to give my feedback for house of the dragon basically episodes two and three since i missed out on both i watched both of them today and so i am giving my thoughts on what i've seen and i'll start out by saying that um I feel like, uh, I mean, even though this is a prequel, I still feel like it, it's um, an advantage to have watched the Game of Thrones to get more of an understanding of the world, this world, and, you know, how, you know, the different families and houses or whatever um, work. Um, I mean, tar the Targaryens or Targaryens, um so this we're specifically um focusing on the dragon people 
that's what I'm gonna call them. Uh, maybe that is what everyone called them. I don't know. But um, so like we're getting their story, I guess, the backstory of how they came to be. I'm assuming um, that uh, I mean I do. I'm not totally living under a rock. I do. Um, what's her name? Sinise, whatever. The, the dragon lady. <laughs> Sir, so what, I, I'm not. Khaleesi, Khaleesi, that's, I think that's what her, her name was, but anyway, so, um, we're, so, I, yeah, I do think that it's some advantage to have, um, watched that to get some familiarity with, um, what's happening a little bit, but, um, I mean, I'm enjoying it, but I feel like I'm more of, um, just taking it all in and just seeing, how everything goes um, so far. Um, I'm very, uh, wasn't too surprised because we saw that coming about Allison um, and the King. I feel like, you know, when we're watching um, Viseri, Viserys, whatever, the King, um, he's, he feels, I mean, he obviously we saw that he came to the throne um, not by, uh, I mean, he was picked it wasn't he wasn't the heir apparent so to speak um he was chosen as a successor um we saw that in episode one and so i feel like even now you know years later um we're still seeing that reluctance in him um which is understandable because i'm just like and i feel like he can relate and that's one of the ways that he can relate to um his daughter um, in a way, Renera, but you know, because you know, she wasn't expected to be the queen or the heir apparent, and then next thing you know, this this uh responsibility was thrust upon her. I think she wants it more so than he did. Um, it was one of those things where it was just laid in his lap, and of course, he readily accepted it, but um, I don't know, he just doesn't seem like he's that prepared or I mean or not shouldn't say prepared or that enthusiastic about the role I mean he talks about responsibility and all that stuff um um he understands his responsibilities don't get me wrong um but it's not something he it doesn't appear like this is something he actively sought but he received nonetheless um so I mean, we see that he, in which I'm sure is um, is commonplace um, for the king to rely on his on his court, his council, um, to make decisions, and there's a lot of um, people in his ear. Uh, we see how Otto, you know, um, had his daughter, you know, kind of ease her way. I don't want to say manipulate. But <laughs> I mean, it was a play, and he and he won. His daughter, you know, became enticing enough to the king to where, when it was time to choose a bride, he thank God. I mean, again, know that that's the sign of the times back then. But ew, a twelve-year-old. I mean, she looked younger than that, and it just just and I and I listened to y'all feedback about episode two and yeah it's just um you know i guess it is to really hone in on how jarring 
you know, it is. And I mean, and that was the practice in those times. And she was talking about how, you know, there, she's not going to be bedded until she's 14. And to me, I mean, again, I know they marry for power, not so much love and all of that stuff. And uh, his first marriage, you know, achieved all of that. And so this time it was just more, you know, playing chess, you know, it, uh, what's beneficial to the um, kingdom you know, marriage of convenience, whatever you want to say. But at the same time, I think there's some still some romanticism about him. And so he felt like, you know, choosing Allison in that situation, even though it would have brought the two houses together if he were to um, continue the match with the little girl. <laughs> Even though it's gross, um, but I mean, um, I mean, Allison was what 15, so she wasn't too much older than the than the 12 year old Lena. That was her name was. So yeah. Anyway, um, what else? Although I understood uh, Renera's frustration, um, it's not like she's. I mean, uh, my thing with this is in her anger and all that stuff. And yeah, she should vocalize her displeasure and all that stuff. But I just feel like there's a time and a place for that. And I mean, again, she's young, but um, understanding even her mom was telling her. So it's not like it's without the knowledge that, you know, what the female role has always been. And, you know, she's trying to break the mold, which is great. And she was um you know seen as the you know heir the next heir to the throne so that was already an unusual um occurrence but i feel like the way she's acting was not doing her any service uh up until i mean i'm sure they everybody was admiring of her uh when she i see i liked when she was did the you know came there um to meet her uncle um um, with the dragon see that to me is it's I like that part to her but the bratty stuff it, it just felt like how are you how are you you gonna get people to respect you when you're acting like a 10 year old you know it's like and I'm mad and and again not to say she doesn't have a right to certain feelings and stuff especially her best friend it marries her dad and it's just weird and but you understand that this is how this world works on 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 one hand so it's like it is this constant um petulance from her wasn't um doing her any service if she wants to i, I mean i just wanted her like i said i loved it when she was you know, came in on the dragon, walked up to her uncle, challenged him in that way, and then you know was able to get the 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 dragon egg without any bloodshed or stuff like that. And I felt like that to me um, was the Renera's Renera Renera's that I wanted to continue to see as she matured. But it just seemed like you know just like I was saying about that, I wasn't. It was it was kind of integrating a little bit um, because it's like you're not going to achieve what you want to achieve by acting that way even though you have every right to your feelings I mean but again those were the sign of the times the only way to 
um, gain their respect is, you know, showing maturity, showing that you can handle it, showing that, you know, that kind of thing. So I hope that makes sense. Um, the battle scene at the end was a little bit extra with Damon, but I'll allow it. <laughs> I'm like, really? There's like five million arrows and not one of them got him until the very end. Like, oh my gosh, that's so unrealistic. But how many times have we seen stuff like that um, <laughs> happen? And, you know, it's like a plot conveniently is convenient to the plot him not to get shot with the arrow till that moment he got shot with a few arrows so um and yeah all that good stuff so um i'm i'm excited to see what happens next i feel like now that he he's feeling himself a little bit now that he defeated the crab dude so we'll see what happens next until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy Thank you, Queen Chai, for your thoughts on the episode. So I see uh, we are all, well, okay. So one thing we can all agree on is that in this episode, Renera was acting in a very spoiled, selfish manner, but it feels like two out of three feedbacks understand at least where she's coming from if they don't agree with how she should in the future or in that moment react to something but considering that it's been three years and we've not gotten her reaction i think this episode was going to naturally fall within that period of confrontation and then the actual growth from that so i feel as if everything we wanted from renera in this episode got resolved but i feel as if we're really putting all of the 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 breakdown in communication on her and we're not taking in consideration that her father could be i mean you should not have to find out that your father is entertaining marriage proposals uh Due to the fact the fact of it is her father just like with her mother he feels guilt so he lets her stew he lets her stew he lets her as what parthenia was saying he doesn't rein her in he doesn't allow her to have that but also rein that back in because you do need a guidance even the king has guides you can't do this alone you're not going to figure it out all by yourself you need to have strong solid people in your corner to help you make these decisions and make the correct decisions that's the whole point of a council and so and thus i feel that to expect her on one hand where we naturally are going to feel to expect her especially in retrospect to how allison has been brought into all of this of course it's natural for us for us to be like yeah you need to get over it and work towards yeah that's a that's a forethought but i think that what this episode for me showed the aftermath and then forethought being reasserted now that father and daughter are actually back to doing what they should have already been doing which is communication and when you do something wrong to someone else especially if like i don't i think we it is a little conflated the fact that she's not talking about duty versus 
the personal thing that happened and i think that maybe that is um more felt with me and parthenia more so deeply than than um you guys in that what that actual betrayal was yes she didn't have a choice yes she couldn't have done it we know all those things but at the time she was a 14 year old girl who just lost her mommy um and the only thing that was really helping her was her best friend there's no one else around here that seems to be that guide and her father and her father indulges her far too much and that's the part of the parent too it's not only for the child to know how to be raised right it's on the parent to raise your child right so i find that her reaction is exactly as it is for her for her age and for what has gone on beforehand and i've put far more um burden on viserys who made that choice because if it was about him just doing the thing that he has to do for the kingdom and making the political moves he would have married lena rather we would have been cool with it or not rather she was 12 or not that doesn't matter he 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 didn't need to bet her he would have been married to her but he could have put her somewhere for two years that's what people usually did in those times um so i i don't see it as just a, a thing on her she needs guidance she needs counsel and if you leave her to her own devices that being said i think that that is them moving from one place to another place with these characters and how they're feeling and how this escalates rather into what we all can i mean it's predicted that there's going to be a issue when it comes to the next rightful heir and either he has to stack her in the favor because that's what he wants to stick to which he says this episode or he needs to go ahead and say look i want your happiness i want you to choose your own but i'm gonna choose like he needs to he's being in flux so that leaves her in flux you know what i mean um you have to learn to be guided i think that's what i wrote down uh so i don't even think it's about the world working and of course there's not a girl that's ever gonna be like i don't want to marry <laughs> do i have to <laughs> but i think because he's he she's raised this daddy's girl of course she's gonna rebel against marrying against her will you can't set someone up and be like okay i love you i'm gonna spoil you i'm gonna give you everything you want and then expect them not to be spoiled uh and not do what you want but then you you you're not being honest either about how you feel so that i liked how you did the in or like the interesting perspective on viserys being empathetic towards his daughter's plight because you're probably correct that makes him compromised towards making the truly political for the realm decisions versus the interpersonal ones uh i think that the one thing i will say because yes there is it was in that battle some movie or you know tv shot type of 
um suspense like when he was surrounded i totally agree there but i think actually with him not being hit by arrows that was intentional not just movie magic um not being familiar with game of thrones uh in their world there is things like magic and mage and omens and prophecies that's why you have viserys taking his very seriously because there's truth in that so the fact that he was like touched by jesus in that moment you know as if spared that's the show intentionally creating this mythology around damon that others are going to like how could he have yes it's a but i've also read history in battles where people this actually does happen to them not all the time but there is like that weird like you're in the middle of a battle and there's no reason why you shouldn't have been hit by anyone but you haven't been uh that's a lot of people that may survive war so on one hand i agree that it certainly suspended disbelief but on two facts doesn't necessarily mean it can't be true and secondly i think that the show wants uh you to to latch on to that idea because that is what others are going to latch on to him being special in this moment and that is going to wrap up our mailbag you were talking about daenerys yes daenerys poor daenerys uh i think you would call her khaleesi that's what they that's her old name i forgot the viserys there was another viserys targaryen uh he did not he did not last long <laughs> everybody hated him too and he was a dreamer so it's uh it's interesting if you are a fan of the show to bring all these correlations in if you are just jumping into it i definitely hear where you're coming from because there are certain people put forth in a way where it seems like the show is saying this is important person and then you're like i have no reference point for this so i totally get that feeling if you want to send feedback for our next episode like couch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic Thank you.